0: You are listening to The Gentle Project Podcast, all about kindness. And I'm your host, Irene Karthik. They see tiny drops make an ocean. How true is that? Well, The Gentle Project Podcast and initiative is a tiny drop trying to make an impact in its own way. Today is the 30th episode of the podcast and it is the season finale of the third season and i thought it would be apt to close the season with the story of a young team who has set out on a large dream of making an impact i have with me Divya Singhal and Navjot Kaur Thind from share a little team talking about the journey of building a giving platform and about the latest campaign. So let's get talking to Divya and Navjot. Hello Divya, hello Navjot. Welcome to the Gentle Project podcast. Delighted to have you with us today. How are you doing?
1: Thank
0: you so much. Doing very well, Irene. Thank you so much for having us.
2: It's a real pleasure to be talking to you.
0: It's a pleasure to, you know, have you on the final episode of season three. And I thought uh, this would be a good way to kind of close uh, the season with uh, share a little story. Uh, but before that, this is a question that I ask of my guests is how has the pandemic been? And if you were to uh, describe 2020 in one word, what would that word be for you? Doing very. I would say
2: I'm very grateful for what 2020 has brought with itself uh and there are a lot of layers to why i say what i say because it has been a very challenging year for a lot of for everyone you know it hasn't left anyone unaffected and it's it's moments like these that you have to realize the privilege and you should not take what you have for granted and it sort of, it was very hard to ignore uh, the privileges that we've had, and it's very important to be grateful for those. Uh, I'm very grateful to the donors who came together and to need it, that we could help those who needed it at the right time. And I'm very proud to tell you that we were able to distribute 35 digital devices to children,
0: and help them continue their schooling from home. That's that's really amazing. I mean, uh, that's that's something that I've been thinking of and uh, the digital divide. In fact, uh, it's not only in India, even in the Western countries, it does exist uh, to a certain degree. What about you, Navjot?
1: Um, for me, <laughs> I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> I think for me, I would probably say um, coming together. That's that's definitely something that I have seen us all do in such unique ways in 2020. Um, you know, like you said, technology has played such a huge role, and it's amazing what we've been able to accomplish by just video conferencing. And you know, I. I think that's definitely
0: my phrase for 2020. Wonderful. Uh, it would be nice to kind of know a little bit about both of you uh, and I, instead of, uh, of course, I would kind of add on my introduction, but uh, it would be good to hear from both of you, you know, what you do, or what has been your journey been so far.
2: So I'll start, I'm Divya. And along with my friend Trisha Parikh, we started a not for profit crowdfunding platform called Share a Little in November 2020. Uh, We, three of us, Nadjo, Trisha, and I have been friends since we were 10 years old. And uh, little did we know that the friendship would ultimately culminate into a beautiful business partnership one day and uh, when the pandemic hit we started sharing of stories of people who needed help and we did our bit we donated on platforms in to people who were just doing it informally but there was always a big question in our head that is this going to go to the right people and um, at the time you know we just knew that whatever bid goes is going to help so we did that but uh, ultimately we decided to start our own platform to make sure that every penny is going to the right people and we got verified NGOs on board that are making a real tangible impact on ground so that we know that it's not misallocated in any way. So we're doing right by our donors, we're doing right by our beneficiaries and we're doing right to ourselves. So that that was the beginning of a Little. And what motivated us to do this, I would say that uh, we, we've both come from very conventional chartered accountant, uh, professional background. She was doing financial due diligence at a, Big Four, and I was working as an equity research associate at a broken house. And uh, we decided to help uh, in our own way. We decided to start sharing part-time, but uh, just somewhere along the line, we decided to do this full-time because ever since we were young, our boarding school basically lay a lot of emphasis on community service. And that stuck with us since we were little. And so it was not entirely new and it gave both of us a lot of joy and satisfaction to help people. But at the time, we didn't know that this would, this is what we would do for a career. And yeah, and it's the beneficiaries and their happiness that inspired us. Like that inspires us every day and
0: to continue and to keep doing what we do. That, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, that's what I, that, That kind of stuck with me because when I was going through your profiles, I saw that uh, both of you uh, were in the financial services background and, you know, people who are generally associated uh, with financial services that often kind of have a very uh, capitalistic uh, frame of mind because that's the job. And uh, But then you took a very unconventional path. So... um, and uh, what you share, it kind of makes sense. It's interesting that something from your childhood and, you know, growing up years stuck with you. That's lovely. What about you, love
1: Thank
2: you.
0: And uh, just to...
2: Yeah, so we uh, decided to have an umbrella campaign called Project Bajikit uh, that had two NGOs under it where uh, we would... Uh, collaborate and partner with those NGOs and give them digital devices so we decided to go in a very creative way to spread the word about our fundraisers we started our operations actually with an animated video that we created and that enough know really helped us with. so yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: That was fun. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good introduction for me that. Um my name is Navjot. I uh, you know, like she said, I met these guys in school. I went on to do my studies in the UK and then in the US and I'm I'm a filmmaker primarily based in LA. Um you know i do not have a head for numbers at all <laughs> my my talents come purely from a creative side so you know when they called me i think it was in october somewhere and said that they were going september yeah and they said that they were starting this endeavor i could not be a part of it like you know i just knew that if i could create like a unique voice to reach people um you know that was time well spent so that's how i got involved
2: (laughs) yeah it was a beautiful video i think everyone should watch it the message is so beautiful yeah oh
1: thank you yeah because like we never realize, right like we have so much privilege on this side like what about the other side so thank you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I, in fact, uh, watched the video uh, yesterday and it was definitely, you know, something that was made so beautifully. And, uh, and that's an interesting topic. And I have some questions around, you know, storytelling. How do you kind of bring out the narratives uh, without uh, diluting the whole essence? Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. But uh, before that, I had another question. It's like, uh, are there any specific group? of causes that you're planning to uh, you know that's going to be your area of focus or is it going to be a purely you know a general platform a general giving platform where you would uh, cover everything so so far we've focused on education
2: and enabling education but uh, in future we do plan to expand onto women empowerment on causes that help Prevent malnutrition and the like. Um, the whole point is to help the beneficiaries in a way that they become independent in their lives. And we firmly believe in the saying that feed a person for a day, but if you teach them how to fish, you're feeding them for a lifetime, and that's primarily where I'm coming from. So we want to give them the right skills or enable them to become independent and become contributing citizens in mainstream society. So it's not about giving them rations, you know, that's going to feed them for a day, for a month. But if you give them digital devices to study, that's going to help in the long run. Or if we get someone out of malnutrition, then only they can like enable and make good use of the time here so that is the whole idea behind the platform
0: yeah and i think that is something that really uh needs a lot of focus in india especially when we have so many uh, people and people uh, if you kind of give them the uh, means and the ability to actually learn they will kind of fend for themselves yeah they shine through exactly yeah you hear of so many child
2: accountants who are like, you know, children of daily wage earners, extra ballard auto drivers. And that just tells you, given a chance, these people are going to shine through. And unless you give them that platform, how are they going to be able to catch up? So sometimes the government, according to the government quota is the answer. But it's just like about bringing them at par and giving them a level playing field and that's something that we're trying to do in a very little way but uh, I think if people do realize and come forward every now and then you know it's just something that we can bridge this gap and do something beautiful
0: great. great that we have Navjot with us and I'd be curious in terms of the western since you uh, kind of uh, live in LA so how is the ecosystem there and what are the differences that you see uh, in terms of uh, the space?
1: Yeah, um, I think, you know, one of the key things that I can um, you know see as different is that, you know, everybody has struggles, but it's a lot easier to manage there when something like a pandemic hits. Um, it's an easier transition because we all have access to internet over there. Like, you know, it's not even something that you think about. It's just like, okay, here's the solution versus in India where, um, you know, we're not, we're not there yet. So we have to come up with alternative solutions and, you know, it's, they, in the West, they um, have all these platforms and you can choose between, you know, so many different kinds for like which causes you want to give to. Um, but back at home, like that's one of the things that I was telling the uh, in the very beginning. I was like, I'm so glad you guys are doing this because it's so hard to know exactly where your money is going. You know, there's not that kind of transparency. So I I would say that that's the big big difference. Exactly. And that's why people give
2: more abroad. People are more generous over there because they know exactly what's happening. And that's a big difference. Like, whenever uh, Indians uh, donated to our platform who we were abroad. Uh, their donations were larger and I was just like, why is this difference there? It was just a very uh, it was very apparent and a very big difference and then I realized that abroad people it makes a difference like how transparent the process is the platform is and in in India I think that gets missed and yeah, they're just trying to do a bit
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, in India, I think I have used Millap the most. And uh, the thing that I like about them is that I get constant updates on what's happening. But there aren't too many platforms where you actually know where it is going. Yes, yes. Just a handful of them,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I like about you guys. Like, you know, I think from day one, you emphasize like, listen, we got to give our updates and like, remember, like even those little notes that you give, like whenever someone makes a donation and then you check in with them and
0: it's wonderful to see it so clearly. That's interesting. So so how, how are you uh, planning to kind of uh, keep up with the transparency and what are the plans that you have? So we started at every stage we update our
2: donors about everything. We have a database of donors. So we have them on our email list and we send out like suppose we need a milestone of suppose we need a lakh or two lakh. So we try and tell them thank you for your donation so far and this is how much we've raised and this is how much, you know, we need to go. To complete this fundraiser and once the fundraiser is completed we have a 40-day campaign and once the 40 days are over so we try and tell them we have 10 days to go etc so people are always updated be it over social media platform be it you know on emails and once the campaign is closed we for example in our fundraiser Bahani uh trust that we help them raise Uh, one and a half lakhs for smartphones so I personally ordered those phones for these kids and I had a little note for them that said you know good luck with your studies and please use this well and we ordered it off Amazon because it had to reach you know the remotest of locations across India and I called them you know just to check to get a feedback if they received it if they're happy with it, and we got them to record little videos of the fact that they received that phone, and we circulated that across our social media. We told our donors that this is where your money has gone, and then uh, this is a general process that we're going to follow. And in fact, I sent it across WhatsApp to everyone that i knew donated in case they missed it. So for me, I mean, actually, it is. It's a priority to update donors, and that is what distinguishes us distinguishes us from other platforms, so to speak. I mean that I think to me it's very important to update people about where exactly their money has gone.
1: Yeah, somebody who donated, yeah, it was really nice to actually read what they were saying. So.
2: Yeah, it was one of our dentist
1: donors.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, could not be. <laughs> that, that is, that is uh, great. Yes, and um, so what do you think is the way forward? Because uh, inequality And given that COVID also has kind of brought in additional complexities to the entire issue of digital divide, educational access, and uh, so do you see any changes that uh, the ecosystem within uh, these donations and non-profits are making to adapt to COVID-19? Yeah, I think a
2: lot is being done in India and at a both formal and informal level, um, the way forward I would say is for people to come forward and help. I think it's important to understand that helping doesn't mean you know, giving a lot a lot of money. It can just be a small amount because each penny matters or each in each uh, initiative goes a long way. And like a motto, a little is a little goes a long way, and uh, because crowd, the power of crowdfunding is that if A gives one thousand, B gives twenty five hundred to them, it might be a little amount for them, like given their incomes, etc. Or when it comes together, it has it's bigger than all of us combined. So that's something that I think people need to realize. They'll be like, oh, what what difference will a hundred rupees make? Or or Something like that, but I think that's what we need to overcome. And I know it does matter, just please
1: help in whatever little way you can. I also feel like you know, uh, there's not just like one conventional way, like you know, like you can always just donate your skills and your time. Um, like for example, with me, I donated my uh filmmaking skills, uh, I believe that they had done um, like a bakery, um campaign sort of thing uh so you know there's like marketing skills there's there's various ways that we can really help
0: so. yeah and in fact uh the skills uh, uh you know kind of donation of skills is not as much prevalent as it should be especially in the west i think uh that happens quite a bit at least in uk is what i i see that people kind of uh, volunteer with different charities
1: yeah, yeah, in L.A. as well. So I, I think that was a really good approach that um Vivian and Trishla took from the beginning. They were like, okay, what are some ways that we can reach audiences in a very unique manner, uh, in a very personalized manner? So, you know, creatively, like you could just donate your skills.
0: Yeah, in fact, uh, um, I mean, I was thinking that... Uh, when you're actually, how do you approach, you know, making uh, filmmaking and storytelling in such context? Um, yeah, That's a good question. I,
1: you know, it, a lot of times there's like very generic type of videos that you can make in marketing. Um, but nowadays, the, it's so saturated, you know, with um, like mainstream charities and stuff. So I think. You know, hitting a personal note, understanding a situation for what it is, and then just relaying it um, in its most simplest form is really, really effective. And in fact, this was something that we were talking about, like, um, I wanted to make sure that the narrative didn't end on a sad note, I wanted to know, you know, how you would feel how they would feel, having actually received the donation and I I just try to I just try to think like what what would they need and try to just convey that into filmmaking so that it's you know just a better way to capture the audience's attention. Yeah.
2: So it ended with the child receiving the tablet and the joy that they actually felt when they received it. It it was very beautifully portrayed And
1: yeah, now Jupiter's talented. Oh okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. it's sweet of you. I'm really happy that they let me run with that idea as well. Cause it it, it could have
0: it was a risk, you know, it was a risk. Um <laughs> Yeah. In fact, um most of the times uh, when you see appeal for donations Sometimes it's a personal opinion that it is very clickbaity at times. You know, kind of uh, extremely sad images. Of course, I understand the logic, but somewhere the narrative and how we kind of approach the whole thing, uh, it needs some fresh injection of creativity and you know, kind of better storytelling. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and no, I and I would say that ad Sharon a we will never have a depressing photo or a flyer. We are just we always gonna have happy faces. They are okay. They are not, you know, suffering as such. But they are happy. And if you wanna help and make them happier, you can do that. But we will never portray the beneficiary in a sad light. Yeah, and that's why.
0: solution, not a problem. I think uh, that's so important. Uh, So what have been some of your greatest moments of truth during this process? I'm sure you would have different, you know, moments of truth or experiences that you kind of went through. But if you were to kind of pick one moment that really, you know, you kind of stand and realize, okay, it's all worth it.
2: From an employee mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset, and that was a huge shift. Like when you realize that you have to take care of everything, and there's nobody else who's gonna, you know, run it for you. But I think I would talk about when the fundraiser was going on. We had to raise five and a half lakh rupees for a fundraiser, and we would. As very typical finance professionals, profession, we would calculate per day funding that is required. And the number would just keep rising every day because we were not able to meet to, you know, then smart. And then we realized that small donations, individuals can only help us so much. So we have to get creative. We have to do something that we've not been thinking about. And we collaborated with the baker. We did an event that that itself got us like 10,000 rupees of funding. And we realized that this is the way forward. We have to collaborate. We have to partner with people. And together is the key to go. That's just one of the key lessons that I've learned. But it's definitely a very
0: long learning process and I think we just take it one day at a time and like that's the way to go I guess. great and in fact um, you know now that you say that you have to partner and yeah people can contribute so much but you have to kind of find different avenues of uh, reaching them so what has been you know you know kind of observation in terms of the donation patterns that have changed uh, during the pandemic because there are stories where I see that you know like uh, feed uh, I think feed my Mumbai campaign is what I was actually uh, watching where they were able to kind of feed three million migrant workers for a a certain number of days so do you see that people are now more willing to kind of come forward and share or do you see that because of the current impact, people, you know, there has been a dip or you anticipate?
2: Uh, and, and as someone who was in this line of business, uh, I can give you both perspectives. When I was an employee and when I was a founder, so I, I, would, I would think a lot has being done with, like you said, you always hear these positive stories, these positive impacts, like, okay, it's so no suit, helps so many migrant workers get home. And I really thought that, wow, you know, so much is being done. People are coming together. It's beautiful. But when I started, my and, and I thought the same attraction uh, would continue uh, if I started my own thing and I would tell people, hey, this is a good cause. But uh, unfortunately... I think by November, I saw a lot of donations fatigue that kicked in. People were tired of giving so much money and they said that, you know, already done so much. So the story has, you know, both sides to it. But having said that, I think there's no end to giving. So I don't really blame anyone for this, for thinking this way. At the same time, it's just, uh, the way forward is to do a bit in whatever little way possible. Share your time, share your skills, share your financial resources. And I just think that you should be more trustworthy as a donor. Obviously, trust your gut. But when you know that, okay, this is going in the right place, I think that is where you should not doubt initiative
0: and help, I think that will make a big difference in the long run. Yes, and in fact, uh, you mentioned that you were an employee and now a founder. I can't help but kind of, you know, ask you that question: How has been the shift? I'm sure that it is difficult, and you know, you are used to a certain framework when you work in structured organizations, but as a founder what were some of the challenges that you faced and what would be advice to entrepreneurs who are kind of trying to get into you know, so, yeah. Big,
2: big shift. (laughs) In the sense like, we started we started thinking about the name of our company, how the logo is going to look, as a brand, the message that we're going to send out and it was like You know, as an employee, you're given a profile that, okay, you're going to do equity research. This is going to be your job description and like, go have fun. But here, there's no job description. I was writing content for the website. I was writing or making flyers for events. Like, I've not worked on these things. I never thought I would work on these aspects of, of a business because I'm very um, numbers-oriented. So it was doing a whole lot. because so there was a lot on both our plates. So we decided to divide and conquer. So she, she's very good at, you know, um, heartfelt kind of fighting, and I was very number-oriented. I was just like, no, we must give numbers. And she was like, no, put it in the way that, you know, emotional way. So, yeah, she is Krishna. So, it was about learning, unlearning, and, and they would like decisions to be taken every every day we had to make decisions. And whatever you decide is whatever we are doing. So, you know, at work we have like so many hierarchy of like, okay, this person will approve it. Okay, you got the approval. Now you do this, and it's done. But I would say we're still learning as we go, and I don't know. Not a day goes by that that I'm just like, okay, we we didn't learn anything. So I think it's very very uh, beautiful process, but. It can also get very intimidating, but it's about how passionate you are about what you do. And if you are passionate, I think that's all it takes. If you want to do something, there's a will, there's a way. And once you put your head to it, it's going to work. Like nobody has it all figured out. You have to take that leap of faith and you figure it out. I mean, I can vouch for that.
0: Yes. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Gentle Project is a side project for me. It's, it's still not completely mainstream. And I see that, you know, me juggling everything so I can completely relate to it. Uh, there's so much that you actually learn and there's a certain amount of freedom. And sure. I mean, uh, in, in filmmaking, <laughs> you you guys are the free spirits and the creatives. So how do you kind of uh, draw inspiration to go about your uh, work?
1: Um, See, the inspiration is not necessarily the hard part for me. Uh, You get inspired by pretty much anything, like, you know, uh, that's just how creativity works. The, uh, The way to keep going forward is just with determination and like sort of just discipline, like you guys had to find avenues to be creative i had to find avenues to be pragmatic um so it's it's it, but it is rewarding work you know at the end of the day you know that you've created something from scratch um very much like you guys are doing right now like it's your it's your little baby right like <laughs> um so that's just me for every project
2: and i'm very new to you know this Aspect of business, but I would say that I didn't know that filmmaking could inspire so many people. Like, any you can send out any message, though the only way you can be hopeful about the message, or you could be you know sad in the way that you give that message. So, I think it's so creative. And when I was new and we were working with doors on this, I was just telling her, How do you come up with ideas like that? because we were from very different uh, professional backgrounds so it was amazing to see how you know she wrote the script of it and for me it was it was very um inspiring i would say i would say you're so lucky that you know you have that figured out (laughs) how you see the world is so different
1: (laughs) well i mean i mean there's also like the you know for me i do need people and their feedback so as much as she's given me credit for it i promise you she got like called 20 times a day to like look at this scene or that color and it's just it's collaboration it's fun yeah Uh, yeah yeah.
2: i mean that's part of the name of the
0: game yeah i mean uh, it, it kind of now you know, when when I speak to both of you, and I've seen uh, the um, clip that is available, uh, the link that you shared with me, and you know the story, so everything kind of fits so beautifully. Right when you're just starting on this journey, you still have like a long way to go, but it's so important to start your journey with the right people uh, who can enable you. So so that's really wonderful. Um, my next question was around effective altruism in the Indian context. Uh, do you see that people are now more involved in the whole uh, concept that, okay, probably a certain percentage of your income kind of goes towards certain causes or it still kind of happens on a piecemeal basis where, okay, you know, you're browsing through Facebook, you see your ad and if you are in that frame of mind where you can donate, you donate. In my opinion, I feel it's still very staggered and piecemeal, but would love to hear what you think.
2: But if it's in an
0: event form... Yeah, in fact, as we are talking, there's something that kind of I remembered during school days i don't know if it still exists uh, in india we used to have this help page campaigns you know as school students we used to raise funds for uh, different uh, this thing so probably those kind of campaigns are needed for helping uh, you know people with a very focused cause where you know skills or um, digital devices but you know those are some of the ways with kind of events that Kind of need to be added to apart from help page India kind of campaigns. So yeah. So what are some of the latest campaigns that you are planning to get uh, you know publish? Yeah.
2: So I'm very excited to answer this question. Uh, we are partnered with Catalyst for Social Action. Uh, it's a Mumbai-based NGO that works with children, uh, often children, neglected children, who go to child care centers. So, uh, this NGO, they adopt childcare institutions and work with children ranging from all ages. Once these children are 18 and older and they move out of those uh, foster homes, they also sponsor their higher education. So we have collaborated with this NGO to raise twenty five thousand per child for their vocational skills, and that way it's a typically a six to nine or twelve month program that they that they do in the aviation like air hostess courses, hospital management courses, or uh, electrician summer courses that gets them job ready. that they are on their feet the faster they're independent and contributing citizens of mainstream society and that's very well aligned with what share is also stands for so that's the next fundraiser and uh, we are very excited to launch it we're going to be launching very shortly now and uh, we're very excited to help those young adults you know get into the world and see for themselves that you know there's too much more than the challenges that life has brought for them and it'll be great for them to be their own person and find their niche in today's society so that's a little endeavor that we are doing next.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. Great. I, in fact, CSA is some, I, I know that NJ and kind of followed some of their work in Mumbai. So it rang a bell when, when you shared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so what? what, how many students are you kind of, Planning to support, like what is the goal or a target for, for the campaign?
2: So we are supporting twelve children and uh, the total target amount becomes three and a half, three thirty, three lakh thirty thousand rupees, and we have a forty day period over which this campaign is going to run. So starting twentieth April, it'll go on till beginning of first week of June, and uh, how much ever money we can get is gonna to go to you know funding the tuition fee of these students. And um, yeah, so I would just just say that like you know it's great that you heard about them, but uh, it's a verified uh, NGO. They've been in service for the last 18, 19 years, and they're doing a pretty incredible job, um, and the founder is actually an IA, IIT and IIM graduate. And his wife and his uh, mother-in-law—they're like completely involved in it. Today, they have 50 plus employees. They have operations in four states. They've helped 45,000 plus children in the last year alone. So that's the force. Yeah, that's the force you want to become one with, and help in whatever little way. It's it's uh, I mean we're just running one uh small initiative. They have like five hundred plus children who turn eighteen and need help. But because ours is a very uh limited day for a fundraiser, that's why we're helping twelve children, but more the better. If we can raise a higher amount, it's gonna go to the good cause. And we're very excited, and we have a lot of things planned for this fundraiser. And I just, just, this just, just, just appeal to the listener that you know, if you feel strongly about this cause, you know, just come forward and do your best.
0: Yes. And they they can uh, go to share a little, uh, I'll put out the website details and uh, kind of uh, donate uh, via the website, right? It is all. It's a, yeah, it's a very simple three-step donation process, which takes all of two minutes. And
2: I'm not lying when I say that, right? It's all a few minutes. Yeah, the, because we thought that no one should feel like, okay, this is such a tedious process and drop out. So you have to go to uh find catalyst for Social Action of CSA, which is on the front page, and click donate, put the amount, put your details, and that's it, it's done. That, that's one way to help. The other way to help is, to help us spread the world and uh, all you have to do is share our flyers or posts with your friend or someone who you think is um, someone influential or not you know that can do their own little bit for the cause.
0: Definitely. In fact, every season, I make it a point to uh, select at least one cause that I can personally you know, do my little bit. So i definitely uh, do my bit and would urge people listening to really uh, come in and uh, take part in this uh, beautiful uh, cause where you are going to make uh, a change and impact people's lives. So... And in in a way where they are able to go into the world and uh, make a living. So that's so important. Great. I think, uh, I mean, uh, we could go on talking, but I am not going to take too much of your time. I have a couple more questions. So this is a question that I ask most of my guests. If there is one book that you would want to recommend, to people listening, what would that be?
2: I recently came across the so-called Ikigai, uh, which is self, it's called in the self-help category. So it's a beautiful message that this author is trying to give. Uh, Ikigai is basically a Japanese concept, which is you know the consequence of four things. That is what you love doing, what you can be paid for, what the world needs, and what you're good at. And it traces the secret of um, a long and fulfilling life. And they talk to uh, some of these Japanese centenarians uh, who uh, who are just so happy and healthy even till date. And the biggest tip that that book gives. happy, that will keep the community happy that will keep
0: the next guy, the guy next Joe happy and in turn keep you happy so it, it was a really good read and I would highly highly recommend that book yeah that's a lovely book it is I've kind of gone through that and it is amazing to read about uh, you know the centurions how they're living <laughs> and they lead such an active life
1: about you. Yeah, they do. Uh so right now I am obsessed with uh, this book called Sophia. It's written by uh, Anita Anand and it's on the life of um Sophia Dalip Singh who is uh the daughter of um Maharaj Dalip Singh and uh, she you know was Born and raised in London, and sort of, uh, it's a beautiful story about just how she reconnected with her Punjabi heritage. She was a suffragette, absolutely revolutionary lady, way ahead of her time. So, I'm really enjoying that. Yes. Yeah. It's set in the Victorian era. She was the granddaughter of, uh, goddaughter of uh, Queen Victoria herself. So it's pretty, pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Sophia by Anita Anand, right? That's interesting, I'll look that up uh, and since the theme of uh, the GENTLE project is around kindness so, you know, what what is your view? Do we have enough kindness or do you see that we, we need more? I know we definitely need more but what does kindness mean to you personally?
2: It's just being about your manners, and it's these small things that make you who you are. And I I think about this a lot personally. It's just to be your tone really matters. That can distinguish a simple message, you know, over. If you write something on a text, it can be misread. Versus if you're speaking to someone, they might have said it in a completely different tone. So I would just say, just being mindful about the way we talk can really matter. And that's what makes you a kind of person. Uh, It's not always a big thing, you know, help a poor, uh, get close or help someone a blind person cross the road it, it doesn't have to be these big things but just these small changes can make a really big difference and even a shelter we're big advocates of kindness like as simple as paying someone a compliment or calling up a friend and asking them how they are so those things go a long way and yes a lot needs to be done but I would say that a lot is being done. I don't want to be negative about it. Like we've come across the most compassionate people as as part of Herlipil, the people i have spoken to the donors, the beneficiaries, and even other partners, stakeholders. Everyone has just been so supportive and kind that I'm I'm beginning to appreciate kindness even more. And that's the message that we want to send out to other people to
1: be kind i love that sentiment i really do um i think that there is a lot of kindness in the world but we need so much more you know it's such a slippery slope to um to of go towards the dark side and just sort of forget that you know being considerate is so important and i think one one thing i wish people did more um you know there's this phrase treat others how you would like to be treated and i don't like that one very much um because here's the thing you you may be able to handle this situation in a very particular manner Someone else might not, but then again, they might have strengths in other uh, ways that you necessarily do not. So, you know, being empathetic to every situation and how another person might need help with it or like approach that situation, uh, that's something that we should all be more considerate of. I think society can benefit from that.
0: very profound thoughts. In fact, communication uh, is so important because we are constantly communicating over social media or, you know, uh, with each other. I mean, it's going to be, it's so important and uh, not a lot of people actually think about communication and that was interesting and yeah, treat others. It is very subjective. You know, my tolerance level might be very different from somebody else. So, two very, very uh, important uh, thought uh, process that uh, you brought out. So thank you for that. Um, and I think that would be all. Uh, thank you so much and uh, wish you the very best in this journey. And uh, really hope that share a little story kind of it really uh, goes a long way and it kind of uh, becomes something like Milap where we we know that okay, share a little is uh, there and you Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's it's platform like yours that are gonna help, you know, reach with count So we we're very excited to be here and to talk to you and thank you so much for this opportunity. And it was it was great uh, to you know answer questions and to interact with you and we can't wait to tell you when we reach a bigger a milestone and share a little journey
1: <laughs> one day one day it's going to happen <laughs>
0: Definitely wish you all the best and uh, no to the listeners again to kind of uh, join this campaign.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as I conclude this season and 30 episodes for uh, the gentle project podcast i would like to take a moment to thank all my listeners take time out to listen and encourage i would love to be back uh, with new guests and new perspectives in season four after about a month or so and um uh, Please do check out Share A Little's campaign on sharealittle.org. Every bit counts. Doesn't matter how big or small the amount is. What matters is that if you are able to make a small donation, it will impact somebody's life. So until next season, stay safe and stay kind. Please do share and subscribe to the podcast. If you have a story to share, please do write in to me at thegentleproject.kindnessgmail.com or you could visit thegentleproject.io, which is our website, and uh, leave a note for us. If you want to be a part of this uh, small initiative, please feel free to write in to me at the gentleproject.kindness at gmail.com it would be lovely to have more people join on this wonderful uh, journey and please do uh, share your feedback and share with us if there are any guests that you would want to uh, listen to on the show and uh, so until next time stay safe and stay kind